All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We have an historic gathering in the studio this morning. Newly sworn in St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy, the first chief hired from outside the department in St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones, as we have reported many times before, the first black woman to serve as mayor of St. Louis. Welcome to you both. It is so good to have you. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for having us, we, we are tr- truly honored by this gathering of the two of you together because we know how busy everybody is. Um, chief, can we start with you? How, how does that strike you to know that you've made history? Well, uh, I hope I can live up to that historic moment. And, uh, you know, I'm just privileged and honored to be here. And I, and I thank the mayor for having faith in me to select me as the first outside chief uh, in the history of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, it's a lot of things that we can do. Uh, it's four days in, very hopeful. Uh, I see a lot of hope in the city. I see a lot of stakeholders that uh, have been involved in this and, uh, you know, just chomping at the bit to get started to make sure that we can try to make a difference in the city to make it safer. Chief, you were also an outsider when you came to Wilmington. So how does that prepare you for this situation? It absolutely prepares me. I think I was the out, first outside chief in 230-year histories in the city of Wilmington. And now, uh, for the second time, uh, now appointed as a, a police chief in a city and being an outsider. So I think that it has so, some of the things that I've done there has given me the experience to make sure that uh, I can get better and better at what I'm doing at being an outsider. Mayor, talk about what it was about him that brought him to the top for you. Well, we did an extensive process. Um, We did community town halls uh, to ask people what they wanted in a police chief. Um, And then that led our questions and how we talked to all of the candidates, which I want to thank all of the candidates, including interim uh, chief Michael Sack. Um, for for his service. Um, but what stood out for Chief for me, for Chief Tracy, was his experience of coming in from the outside, building community, building relationships, building rapport uh, with the with the other officers on the force. Um, and, and that experience for me was was the thing that put him over the top. So talk, Mayor, to those people who there, there's a little bit of surprise out there, maybe that you hired this man, outsider one, uh, New Yorker two. Love the accent. Uh, and who happens to be white uh, for the job. Some people might be surprised. Some wanted a woman. Some thought a black man needed to have the job. Talk talk to those people. Well, we did an extensive search. Uh, as you know, this search took us over a year. Uh, if uh, One of my staff says 482 days or something like that. Um, but I hire the people with the most qualifications who are, who are most uh, uh, skilled to do the job, period. I don't care if they're white, black, blue, purple, yellow, whatever. Um, and uh, Chief Tracy's experience uh, rose to the top for me. Chief, uh, in Wilmington, like most cities, you're going to deal with complaints, uh, no matter what that is, but you built relationships along the way with community, clergy. Um, what difference does that make in policing and public safety when you build those deep relationships? Well, when you build those deep relationships, first of all, any way you can have long-term sustainable success in any strategy in reducing crime, you have to be working with the community. You have to build that trust. And that's through transparency. That's from getting out in the community. That's from building the trust, starting with 
your police chief uh, being readily available. And then they have to see that you're sincere. Uh, they have to make sure that uh, everything you say that you're going to do, you're going to follow through with. And that takes a little bit of time because everybody's a little skeptical in the beginning. I can say all the great things in the world, but it's my actions that are going to show through and the actions of my police officers. Respect the community. Listen to the community. Be fair. Uh, be con- uh, policed constitutionally in the right way. And treat everybody fairness with respect. And I think that'll come back tenfold. The Police Officers Association um, telling our newsroom that their officers have told them that that low morale is an issue. Staffing is an issue. Um, Have you already made your pitch? She's right here. Have you already made your pitch to the mayor about pay increases? It's I know it's been four days. I I know. I know right now the city's in contract talks with with the unions and everything. So it it would be. it would not be a good time for me to ever comment on that. The conversations that I have with the mayor uh, are pretty uh, privileged and confidential as far as we're doing that. And it wouldn't be a good place. I'm coming in in the middle of it. I'm sure we'll have conversations after this contract is settled uh, where where we need to be. And we're going to have con- conversations about that now. But uh, let that let that bear out. Uh, and you know what? It, it's uh, It's something coming in in the middle of something that wouldn't be fair to me to comment at this time. And I knew that, and I appreciate you mm-hmm. even speaking to the question. Talk about low morale, though. This sure. is not just uh, an issue for the for officers in the city of St. Louis. It's an issue around the country. How do you address that? Well, I've been in four different police departments, the NYPD, Chicago, and Wilmington, and now here in St. Louis. You can address them in many ways. You can look at the type of training that we're doing, the availability for them to move around, the support that they're going to get within their positions uh, to make sure that they understood that they are supported, uh, the the management and the leadership is going to be working with them. They're present. They're engaged. And then you look at a lot of things that you continue to can uh, you continue to work with them in the community and offer them a lot of things. It's not always just about pay, but there's also different options within a police department. In St. Louis Police Department, it's big enough to offer other options to do things that might be up your bailiwick or what you want to do. And and that's a great thing about this police department. I think we make sure that we tap into that, make sure people can, can expand some of their uh, horizons and experiences. St. Louis can do that. And, uh, you know, I have to take a good look at what are the root causes of what's happening here. Different police departments have different reasons. And as I evaluate the police department, uh, I look forward to addressing those things. Uh, we, re- we made great strides. I heard the same thing in Wilmington when I got there. And then at the, at the end of the day, uh, I my attrition rates are bucking the trends in the United States. And I am, I'm at full budgeted strength where we weren't at that. And police officers were leaving at record rates to other police departments outside the department I was in. So there are all ways to do this, uh, to go into great detail would be a longer conversation than this. But I will come back to you and tell you some of the strides that we've made. We're going to hold you to that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor, what can you say about officer pay? I mean, you've heard this a million times that officer pay is an issue. It's going to keep officers from going to other departments where they make more? What what can you say about that? Well, I'm going to repeat what Chief Tracy said. We're in the middle of union negotiations right now, and this isn't the time to have that conversation. We cannot uh, negotiate in public. However, I will say that I have also uh, done some research on Chief Tracy in in Wilmington, and he also dealt with uh, neighboring counties that offered more pay. And those officers decide to stay because they uh, they had job satisfaction. And that's key. You know, there are other things that we can do, like he said, to improve officer morale um, that don't deal with officer pay. Um, and so we will be exploring those things uh, and hopefully uh, learning from what he did in Wilmington and bringing that to St. Louis. 
Joe Steiger, um, who I'm sure you've already met, the union business manager, St. Louis Police Officers Association, um, told our reporter, Kevin Colleen, when asked, what does the department need? And he said, new weapons, new cars, but bodies. Now, this is not about pay. This is certainly about staffing. And that's this is my fifth way to ask the question. How do you entice people to become St. Louis police officers? Sure. I was I was in the police academy two days ago. So I addressed the 18 recruits that we have in there. I just saw we just graduated a class of, of 11, 12. I'm not sure the number. I'll, I'll get that for you. But I believe it was around 11, 12 officers that just graduated. 19, 18 are in there now. I see that there's 19 more recruits that we're looking at to, to start a new academy. So it's going to be a process. And I addressed them. I thought it was so important to address them, to thank them for coming into this profession where so many others are not. And I think we're going to be coming out of this where more and more are going to see uh, when you're coming in this profession, it's a noble profession. It's a lifestyle. These are real people that have real families that are doing dangerous work, and it's so rewarding. I'm almost 39 years, almost 40 years in this profession, and I still have the passion I do today. And if I had to do this all over again, I'd do the same thing because – there's nothing like this type of reward. And when they get, when the officers that are coming into it and they're reminded of why they came in, I think morale will come up. And the best people to make sure we can do the best programs out there to entice people to come in and, and the marketing. But the best marketers in any organization are the people within the organization. You start to build that morale. They'll start saying, hey, this, this is changing here. They'll entice and encourage neighbors, friends, family, and they'll get the word out. Uh, another way I was able to get uh, a diversity in our police department in my last city was working with the clergy, working with the black faith community and making sure that they understood and uh, trusted the police department that sometimes their deacons and members of their church came in. And therefore, they were my ambassadors to go back out and say, this is a fair organization. We can make a change. And this is fair to make sure that, you know, we're not just arresting people. That's a very small part of our job. More than 90% easily, we're helping people. And that's really what, what we're out there to do, to serve and to help and to make sure that we can make people's lives better. That is new Police Chief Robert Tracy, St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. The mayor of the city of St. Louis, Tashara Jones, is also here in studio. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, among other subjects, the subject of crime. It is Total Information AM on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 921, we do have a crash eastbound 44 past Shrewsbury. The left lane is closed there. Watch out for a crash 55 southbound at Lindbergh. The left lane is closed. We continue our conversation at 921 on Total Information AM on KMOX with the mayor of the city of St. Louis, Tashara Jones, and our newly sworn in police chief, Bob Tracy. And chief, you're in a suit today. Uh, I was told you might be in uniform, but there's some things that have to happen first. You were sworn in, but what has to happen? Well, I was actually sworn into the position as police commissioner by by the mayor and the city clerk. And 
when you go to a different city, there's certifications, different certifications from states, and you you want to make sure that you're legitimate when you put the uniform on. You do not put that uniform on that everybody else is serving in until I qualify for the post-certification. It's police training standards that each state has. Uh, that makes me legitimate. It makes sure that, that I'm recognizing the uniform. I'm respecting the people of the state that are in that uniform. Although my experience uh, qualifies me, uh, there's certain firearms training law classes that I'm going to take because each this is going to be my fourth state of learning, uh, you know, uh, ordinances and laws of each different state. And I want to make sure that I'm up to speed. If I'm going to lead a department, I should be ready for all that. But I've done some study in the last couple of weeks that I'm ready for the test. And hopefully uh, the post-certification will come shortly and then I'll be putting that uniform on. Let's talk about uh, crime stats. I was just looking at them yesterday that uh, I, it's good news, I would say, that assaults are down, drug violations are down, car thefts are up. And we want to talk about how you approach the crime plan. But, Mayor, can you, can you comment on, on those stats uh, as they stand, as, as we know them right now in, in the city? Uh, while they're encouraging, is still no victory lap for us to take um, because they are stable in some areas um, and just slightly down in others. And, you know, one victim of violence or gun violence is one too many. So we're trying our hardest to lead with deterrence, intervention and prevention, uh, work with community members, uh, standing up our Office of Violence Prevention in Sumner High School to work with community and in community uh, to make sure that um, the people who who are closest to the problem or closest to the solution. And we're listening to people uh, to, to tell us what they need to help uh, reduce crime in the city and, and addressing root causes. And, sir, you're, as you put your crime plan together, I was reading, as we keep mentioning Wilmington, you were in Chicago, New York as well. Um, many people complimented you for your use of analysis, your use, the way that you um, track crime. Talk about how you will do it in St. Louis. Right. It, it, it's something that even goes back to my New York days. I came up through this whole methodology uh, that Bill brought, Bratton brought into the NYPD. And it's a CompStat methodology. It's, it's really applying business management principles to police work and at the same time with community engagement. And what you do is you track numbers of seven-day, 28-day, and year-to-date, which you compare analysis against the year prior. And then you break it down where the mayor hit on that there's certain communities that are up, some are down. And you're not just looking at a citywide trend. You're looking at specific areas by we have six districts. And within those districts, they have sectors and, and, and areas of response, geographical areas that we're going to get right down to almost block-to-block basis, what's going on in each one of those areas, and have a plan to deal with it. And some of the things that in this city, uh, we're going to have ups and downs. But overall, you want to see the progress going in the right direction and, you know, uh, the goal is zero crime, zero arrests. But everybody says, you know, you know, that's a really lofty goal. But if you don't set those goals, then you're never going to reach them. And so the, this is going to help us get there. Uh, <clears throat> this methodology that we're rolling out, you really got to train a police department. I have to set this police department up to carry out these methodologies. So it's not going to happen overnight, but I'm already started on it this week. And then it's retraining how we're looking at it. Really good police officers, really good investigators, really hardworking, talented people. Just a little bit of a change in the playbook. It's just like football. We got professional football players that know how to do their job. But a new coach comes in with a playbook and then, and then I've had success with this playbook when we execute it properly. Chief speaking my language over here. Uh, <laughs> 13, 14, 15-year-olds, you know, our reporting is showing that we're seeing kids committing some of these crimes. Did you see this in Wilmington and other stops? Absolutely. We really saw this go up uh, after the the, the uh, 
when we had the disruptions in schools and when children were not going to school, what were we doing with them? So, you know, if there's not structure at the home and then they're not in school environment, uh, some of them get caught up into some of this violence. And we came together with, uh, well, it would be the circuit attorney here. It would be the juvenile court judges. I got to make sure I get my terminology down. I'll get all that down. But it's the same system, different names, what we call it. And getting together with the juvenile court judges, getting together with the the circuit attorney and her juvenile uh, prosecutors, uh, getting together with public defenders, making sure that we're working juvenile parole and probation, and then taking things that Office of Violence Prevention that the mayor hit on is that Will Pickney already is very good. What he does, he's got a great reputation, and we had a Will Pickney in Wilmington. We did custom notifications to these individuals that had the highest propensity for violence that were involved in this. And we work with the schools and we, and custom notifications is when you, instead of the services, bringing them in, you make sure you go to their home and see what type of structure is happening. So you're also helping the family out because their kids, what else is happening in those things. And we had great success with that. We were able to, you know, it was up a little bit. It came up this year. So in full disclosure, we had a dramatic drop we're looking at and hopefully we can continue to dress and repeat what we did two years ago and, and just, you know, go what works. Uh, but I think it's it's bringing everyone else. It's not just about policing, but it's all these other things that the mayor is talking about that's going to get us where we need to be. We got to coordinate that. And I think standing up in the Office of Violence Prevention with a director there is going to get us. And we pivoted to the juveniles and we had great success. It spiked in full disclosure, but in the beginning we had great success. Let's get back to what we were doing, and I hope, I know that's what we were talking about before I left. I only left as the police chief January 6th, so I was finishing up my job in Wilmington and started here on January 9th. In Chicago, you worked with Cure Violence, the organization. It We have it here. <laughs> Tell us what you saw in Chicago and give us hope for the, for the city with Cure Violence. Sure. It's all about the leadership. It's all about who's, you know, there's such great plans out there and, and cure violence worked in some areas in Chicago and in some areas it didn't work. And, you know, because different areas, you know, you have different type of leadership and what we had to continue to do in Chicago, where did it work? Why? What was the relationships with our offices, how we were working together? And then we tried to make sure if the others were not working as well, try to replicate what was going well and try to do that. So it's, it's always a constant evaluation. So, I, I have a lot of confidence with the leadership that's here that I've spoken with that it'll have that leadership where it was working. And so it, when done correctly and execute, imp, first educate everyone, implement it, execute it, and always have constant follow-up, you'll have success in that program with the right leadership. Mayor, uh, I, can, I, can I ask? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, one more thing to add um, about cure violence and what we've done differently. And, you know, we talked about our Office of Violence Prevention. We've taken ARPA funds recently and invested in other intervention programs or community violence intervention programs because we realized, as the chief said, that cure violence doesn't work in every neighborhood. So we're looking at uh, funding organizations that are doing the work, that are uh, getting success and making sure that they're, that whatever they're doing is working as well. And then with the Office of Violence Prevention, taking all of that data, all of that information, synthesizing it to see what works where and replicating it across the city. have to ask you before we let you go, because you were with us in October, Mayor. Um, we talked about what Steve Ellman, St. Charles County Executive, said then. And you were very, as, as you are, uh, and I can see right now, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. she said, you know what? If he was serious, he would call me. And so has he called you? He still has not. Well, there it is. 
The, the, and, and, to, and to refresh your memory, people, uh, Steve Ellman suggested creating city county prosecutor's office, putting St. Louis police under state control. Uh, Chief, that's an issue I know you will study. Oh, absolutely. And when I came into Wilmington, that was the same conversation was happening with the Wilmington Police Department that come with the county control. Uh, very talented police officer in the Wilmington Police Department. Urban policing, municipal policing is a lot different than county policing. So to, to bring control underneath a county style of policing or state. or state, I believe doesn't work. And I challenged it. And then after several months and the successes that we had in Wilmington, uh, they stopped talking about that. And that's going to happen. Uh, and that's where we're going to be in St. Louis. Well. I, I know we're out of time, but I just want to say that I appreciate both of you being here. You know that you're welcome here anytime we're located between your offices uh, in your neighborhood. But thank you for doing it and for coming down and visiting with us. And uh, on this crime plan and other topics, uh, certainly it continues day to day. Uh, so the conversation continues. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That is the mayor of the city of St. Louis, Jashar Jones, and the newly sworn in police chief. He is the first chief to be hired from outside the department. We welcome officially Robert Tracy to St. Louis. Thank you, sir. Carol, thank you. And Tom, thank you very much. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.